Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Puma Podcast. Hi, I'm Siege Dantanko Malolo, sports reporter and advocate for women. Here on Go Hard Girls, we celebrate incredible Philippine athletes as well as women working in sports, like coaches, sports camp directors, and journalists. And one of the women I look up to is the American sports writer Jackie McMullen. Jackie began her career at 15 years old when she wrote about girls' basketball teams and only girls' basketball teams for their local paper in Massachusetts. She became a beat reporter covering the Boston Celtics in the 1980s when the NBA was just starting to grow into the behemoth it is today. The New Yorker has called her the great chronicler of basketball's golden age. And in 2010, Jackie became the first woman reporter to be honored at the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. So today, I'm excited to bring you an excerpt from another podcast called The Global Bounce, hosted by Rafe Bartholomew, or Tio Paeng, as Pinoy basketball fans know him. The Global Bounce celebrates basketball culture across the world, and it's one of my favorite new podcasts this year. In this clip, Rafe talks to Jackie about her career, working with basketball legends like Greg Popovich, and her thoughts on how the women's game has evolved in the NCAA and WNBA. Enjoy and be inspired. Hey, I'm Rafe Bartholomew. Welcome to the Global Bounce. Over the course of my lifetime, one of the most significant trends in overall sports culture has been the increasing role of women in sports media and greater attention on women's sports. Jackie McMullen, a trailblazing reporter who began her Hall of Fame journalism career at the Boston Globe in the 1980s, told me how it felt to be part of the push for gender equality in sports media. So, My senior year, I was graduating, and uh, the Globe, Boston Globe, had this great deal with the University of New Hampshire. One guaranteed slot per semester for a UNH student. I mean, it was a pretty big deal. So every summer, a UNH student was guaranteed a slot in the Globe summer internship, which was a very coveted thing. But they didn't take graduates, and they, they didn't want graduating seniors for obvious reasons. They didn't want you bugging them for a job. So I was a senior and I hadn't gotten to that internship. I had the spot, but I was a graduating senior. So my professor, Andy Martin, said to me, well, let's just defer your graduation. I said, well, do you think that'll work? He said, why not? We're just, you're going to graduate in December of 1982 instead of May of 1982. So we deferred my graduation and I went to the Globe in the news department, not the sports department, because it was a guaranteed news spot. And I used to just, I worked the lobster shift seven to three. And then I'd just stay there all day. I'd just hang around the sports department. 
and met uh, one of the best friends of my life, Ian Thompson, who I'm sure you're familiar with. Great, great journalist, worked at the Globe and Sports Illustrated and the International Herald Tribune. And he was the sports intern. And he was so far advanced. Uh, he was so much better than I. He knew stuff. I didn't know anything. So I learned a lot from Ian and I just hung around the sports department. And by the end of the summer, everybody knew I wasn't an undergrad. <laughs> and uh, I just took a deep breath and I went into Vince Doria's office, who was the sports editor at that time, and said, I'm young, I'm cheap, I'm a girl, woman. Um, I really want to work here. And he said, all right, well, I'll think about it. And then he had, he had me start stringing. I was covering college football for them, local college football. And then I got a job offer from the Orlando Sentinel. And I went right from the airport to the Globe and said, I need an answer because I have this job now. And of course, I didn't want to go to Orlando. Are you kidding me? I wanted to work for the Globe. So he hired me. I still don't know why. I really don't. I had field hockey clips, you know, <laughs> I didn't have a lot of stuff. I asked Jackie how it felt to take over the Globe's Boston Celtics beat from another legendary NBA reporter, Bob Ryan. Right. Well, it was pretty terrifying because Bob Ryan was the dean of, you know, his nickname was the commish for crying out loud, but he was so great to me. And then Will McDonough, who was one of the massive power brokers in all of our, of our industry, like he's the reason all sports people are on TV, Will McDonough, because he was so good and broke so many stories, they had to put him on TV. And he's the reason all the rest of us came aboard. And so those were two great mentors to have. And, you know, they had a habit of going around and saying, she's okay. You know, they started, you know, Will McDonough said to Red Arbeck, she's okay, you know. But I think the, the reason I was able to make my way is I had a great connection with the black NBA athletes that were in the league. And I found myself in situations where black athletes in particular gave me a little more leeway and a little better chance than some of the white athletes. And I didn't know if I was making this up, if I were imagining this, but, you know, for instance, Charles Barkley, who wasn't even in the Boston market, obviously, he was playing for the Sixers at the time I met him. He just, I would go up and ask him and he would talk with me. He'd sit down with me. And of course, we know now Charles is like that. He's very generous to everyone. But at that time of his career, he, he really wasn't necessarily that way. And I said to him once, why are you so good to me? Why do you give me these opportunities? And he said, I figure you're like me. Every time you walk into the room, you're the only one. So, you know, I've, I've asked this a lot through the years because I think there was something to that. The idea of black athletes were used to being overlooked, used to being misjudged, um, underestimated, you know, and honestly, quite frankly, just discriminated against. And I think as very often the only woman, and I, you know, there were other women, great women covering the NBA when I did. Jeanette Howard is one that always comes to mind for me. Um, but there were many others too. Um, I think they just could identify with me a little bit. Jackie told me she had no problem reporting on tough NBA coaches like Pat Riley and Greg Popovich, just as long as they were fair to her. I will say that with Riley in particular, Riley hated everything about Boston for obvious reasons, right? Lakers, Celtics, um, he hated coming to Boston. His players were treated poorly there. It took me a very, very long time to earn Pat Riley's trust because he was, it kind of reminds me of the first time I met Spike Lee. Spike Lee knew my work and he had seen me for years and I did a special with Charles Barkley and Spike Lee and, uh, 
And Spike Lee came up to me and he said, it's nice to meet you. And then he hugged me and he whispered in my ear, I hate Boston. And I, I always used to say to Riley, can't you separate me from this city that I live in? I mean, I've worked for lots of places. I cover lots of teams. And uh, so anyway, the last time I saw Pat, which was actually in Boston, and I had just retired, but I had been invited back to a game by a friend. And I saw Pat in the hallway. And he said, I thought you retired. I said, I thought you did too. So I, I love seeing him. Um, you know, Greg Popovich, Pop, probably more than almost any coach. He never favored me, Rafe, but he gave me a fair chance. He gave me a chance to succeed or fail, and I was often the only woman. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Twenty twenty three has been a banner year for women's hoops in the United States, with the women's NCAA tournament final four and championship game drawing record TV audiences, and the WNBA also breaking viewership records. But when I asked Jackie about this, her answer surprised me. For all she has done to create space for women in the basketball world, she wished she could have done even more. Well, if I have one regret, Rafe, it's that I did not cover the women's game, really ever during my tenure in, in my industry, because when I worked at the Boston Globe, I knew the women's game pretty well. In fact, you know, when I went to the Globe, I was 21. I was four months out of just playing, and I knew a lot of the women, and um, I knew who was good and who wasn't. In fact, I remember in very early years at the Globe, I, I said to Vince Doria, um, my, you know, my team, UNH, was playing in a tournament at Old Dominion. And I said to him, look, I'm just going to shamelessly admit, I just want to go see my old team play in this tournament. But while I'm there, there's a woman named Medina Dixon who plays for Old Dominion, who's from Boston, Massachusetts, who's one of the top players in the country. How about if I go do a story on her? It'll be great for our paper. But I'm not going to lie to you. I really want to go because I want to see my, you know, I was pretty transparent about it. And he said, go have a good time. And so when I went down there, I did a story on Medina who was um, from an amazing family. Her brother, Zach Dixon, I think it was, played running back for the Seahawks. Brother Robin Dixon actually played at UNH and went on to be um, an athletic director in the New England area. They're really kind of an incredible family. But Medina was the best of them all. I mean, he, she was a world-class women's player. And I, so I did this story on her. And then while I was down there, it just so happened that Nancy Lieberman was at the game with Martina Navratilova. So I did a story on them. And, you know, I, you know, I had a little guilt. I made sure I, um, but, but back in those days, I used to call it my pro bono work. Anytime I wanted to do a story on the women's game, no one was assigning it to me. And I was usually volunteering to do it. My favorite thing to do when I was at the Globe was the, the girls high school state tournament. It was my favorite assignment because there were amazing stories and the girls were incredible and they were playing at Boston Garden. So the WNBA, for the most part, didn't exist when I was young and covering my career. And so by the time it did exist, pretty entrenched, not just in the NBA, but in the NFL. I was covering Brady. You know, I was covering the Red Sox through all their World Series. And so, you know, I, 
if I have one regret, is it that I didn't really, I don't think I did my part, honestly, to promote the women's game maybe the way I should have. Still, back in April, when the entire sports world was focused on Iowa's Caitlin Clark and her incredible NCAA tournament performance, which wound up shedding light on another star, LSU's Angel Reese, after the Tigers defeated Iowa in a national championship game watched by 9.9 million Americans. Jackie said it felt like the women's game had finally broken through. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. I mean, and just Caitlin Clark, she's just, I, yeah. she's, she's Steph Curry, man, you know? Yeah, we're it here. Was... We're here. They're ready. And I, I think so much of it has to do with, like, I look at my own husband, okay? You know, he grew up in a big Irish Catholic family. His sisters didn't play sports. All the boys did. And then we have this daughter who just is playing every sport known to man. You know, our daughter was really a very good high school athlete. She, she played basketball in college at a very low level, D3, but she loved sports. It became a big part of our environment. She played on the AAU circuit, you know, every weekend we're all in. My husband was so into it. And I think there's a million people like my husband. There's a lot of girl dads out there. You know, the thing I always have said is, I don't know why it surprises men that women are just as competitive, that women talk smack, that women get jealous, that women throw balls at ref. I mean, we do everything, you know, and I'd like to think we'd learn from the men some of the mistakes they've made. But the fact of the matter is women are every bit as competitive in some cases, if not more as men. So why does it surprise everyone that, you know, Caitlin Clark's talking a little smack that Angel Reese goes too far. I think we'd agree. She went a little too far in my opinion. Um, and that's, that's okay. I mean, that it happens every day in the NBA. And so this is the world we live in. I, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I prefer a little more respect. I feel that way about the men's game too. But that's just because I'm old fashioned. Um, but I think the women's game, the, the talent level has, it's really unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. I mean, I got to watch Candace Parker play in her prime and she's still amazing. And people didn't understand. Diana Taurasi, you know, Caitlin Clark, they, you've never heard of trash talk. Did you not see Diana Taurasi? I mean, my God, the things, you know, you can't guard me. I mean, she was unbelievable. I feel bad a little bit for Diana and that. You know, on this wave, she, everyone, she'd be a household name and she, I guess she kind of is, but she, you know, she was otherworldly. And, uh, I mean, Shamika Holdsclaw, how come people, should, everyone should know about Shamika Holdsclaw. She was one of the most incredible players I've ever seen. I'm, I'll, I'll leave someone out for sure. Lisa Leslie, let's, let's go on down the line. Um, but I'm just so glad that it's finally here and that these women are going to get their due. There you go. You just heard from Rafe Bartholomew and Hall of Famer Jackie McMullen on the Global Bounce brought to you by Puma Podcast. To catch the rest of their conversation, search for The Global Bounce on your podcast app and listen to episode 3 titled Forget YouTube. Did you watch Ball on VHS? In a theater? Listening on the radio? And if you want to be inspired by more women breaking barriers in sports, subscribe to Go Hard Girls on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back with our fourth season very soon. Again, I'm Siege Tantenko Malolos, Puma Podcast. Thank you for listening.